I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. When you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can get a powerful Internet experience and nationwide coverage on the most reliable network. Choose the data option that's right for you. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Based on root metrics by IHS Markets Root Score reports 2H 2020 of four mobile networks. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. You can find us right now on TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, and YouTube, and all your favorite podcast directories. If you'd like to call the show, you can reach us at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. If you'll leave a question or comment there, we may use it on a future episode. Well, um... On Friday's show, I said that uh, I didn't have, you know, complete information to be able to um, comment in depth on the um, massacre in New Zealand. And uh, now with a few days separation, um, I think I got a little better handle on it. It's uh, somewhat different than what you're hearing in the mainstream media. I think it's pretty clear that this this, uh, killer, and I'm not going to mention his name, was a social media troll that has been brought up on violent video games and violent movies and uh, trolling people on the internet. Uh, He basically uh, lived his life on the internet and had very little social interaction uh, outside of his work other than the internet. And if you look at the um, manifesto that he left, um, it's pretty clear that he's just playing uh, on people's Uh, biases and uh, political ideologies, he doesn't necessarily hold any of his own. He talks about being uh, a white nationalist, but then declares uh, his admiration for uh, the People's Republic of China and says that, uh, you know, that communist dictatorship would be the best way to to govern. Uh, He claims he uh, supports the Second Amendment and the right to keep and bear arms, and yet his actions uh, were designed almost entirely, and he says so in the manifesto, in order to spark uh, further restrictions on gun ownership. And it has, in fact, had that effect in uh, in his uh, in New Zealand. There, he's from Australia, where they've already banned um, most weapons uh, to be owned by citizens after a, um, a shooting, mass shooting. I guess it's been almost 20 years ago now. Uh, New Zealand's prime minister uh, says that she is uh, moving quickly to restrict gun ownership in New Zealand now. It's been a peaceful island nation for uh, as long as uh, anybody can remember. And uh, it's a shame that uh, now these people are going to have to be uh, disarmed and lose the right uh, to self-defense and to uh, defend themselves against an overarching uh, tyrannical government. Of course, right here in the United States, um, they're also moving to uh, 
restrict the Second Amendment and using this as an impetus to do so. Um, and what they're doing uh, by doing that is playing right into the uh, shooter's hands. He says in his manifesto that he wants to spark uh, the left wing to try to confiscate weapons in the United States and thereby uh, start a civil war. I'm not sure if it would, in fact, start a civil war. I think we're uh, on the brink of a civil war uh, because of uh, the cultural Marxism that uh, the elites in this country are trying to jam down our throats. And I think the Second Amendment might, in fact, be the the last, uh, the camel that broke that, or the straw that broke that camel's back. But he said so in his manifesto that he, uh, he wanted to prompt uh, the left in the United States to try to uh, take away people's weapons. And if you saw the uh, weapon he used, it uh, it was covered in um, in writing uh, using sort of a, a white laundry marker uh, listing all of the mass murderers uh, that have gone before uh, as if to um, to excite uh, and uh, and it, uh, pr- provoke. Uh, you know, the, the gun grabbers. And it has, in fact, already had that effect. Um, the One of the leading candidates for the Democrat Party nomination, Beta Beto O'Rourke, has said, uh, you know, he will stop the manufacture of guns. Well, I, I don't need to call him out. Everybody in the Democrat Party, in fact, wants to do away with your Second Amendment rights. They don't want to go about uh, amending the Constitution, you know, to address the uh, the Second Amendment. Uh, they just want to work around it because they know uh, that they're going to be taking uh, people's uh, rights away, despite the fact that uh, the Second Amendment enjoys overwhelming support. They're also after the First Amendment, by the way, uh, and they've uh, they've decided in Australia and uh, and I mean in New Zealand and Australia that uh, they're going to. Uh, punish anybody caught distributing this video that the mass murderer made uh, by 10 years in uh, prison if you're caught uh, in possession of the video and 14 years in prison if you're caught trying to distribute the video. Additionally, any uh, any uh, internet service provider or uh, or corporation found to be in possession of the video, any of the social media companies, will be fined uh, like $150,000 or, or something like that. Now, I'm not saying that uh, this video should be watched. Uh, quite the contrary, you should not, under any circumstances, watch this video. Um, this is the kind of uh, gratuitous growth and inhumane violence that uh, really can rob you of your, um, your humanity and your empathy, and uh, it can have disastrous effects especially for young people watching this, um, you know, to their, their mental development and uh, to the society as, at large, much in the same way uh, that violent video games and violence in movies, this, uh, this nihilistic, um, you know, mass violence that, uh, that we've allowed to infect our culture uh, can, uh, can really do damage uh, to this larger society, as I said, this uh, this shooter, and I 
I'll say again, I'm not going to mention his name. Uh, he grew up playing these violent video games, and I have no doubt that he spent uh, much time watching these violent movies like Pulp Fiction and all of that other stuff as well. I think it's pretty interesting that uh, that in spite of the fact that they're trying to restrict the First Amendment, nobody has talked about punishing Facebook for allowing this, this uh, mass murder to be live-streamed on their platform. Now, if this had been Gab or Minds or any of the other free speech social media platforms and the the murderer had live streamed this uh, mass killing on their platform, you know for a fact they would have been shut down. Their ISP would have been revoked. They would have been uh, demonetized by all the credit card companies. But because it's Facebook and Facebook is such a, a huge player in this market uh, well they're gonna they're gonna just walk away completely unscathed um and uh and and really this is part of a larger problem wherein we're not holding these um these social media platforms like facebook and twitter responsible for uh the the things that they put out on the internet and yet we're giving them the ability to um uh, to avoid any legal responsibility uh, for their actions, or they're they're not they're, we're not holding them accountable. But uh, this uh, this killer's, if you read the the uh, manifesto, his stated in, intention is to try to start a civil war in the United States and in Europe. And just watching the news coverage of this event over the past few days, I, I would say. Um, that before this, we were well on our way to civil disintegration and conflict, and after this, uh, he has had a uh, uh, his he has uh, had a great effect on his desired intention to uh, to put each other uh, to, to put nations at each other's throats. Of course, the media, uh, as they do on all things, uh, look at for all things negative. I should say, look for some way to blame Trump. Um, and you know, they're accusing him of being a white nationalist and insufficiently outraged at this murder. Um, nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, it's, it's just another way the left has of pursuing their cultural Marxist agenda. I've got a clip here. This is of New Zealand prime minister, Jacinda Arden, uh, who is saying that, uh, in New Zealand that they're, they're, uh, they, they don't enjoy any of the second amendment constitutional protections that we do here and her cabinet without any sort of referendum from the people or you know going through the legislative process is going to move to uh, start seizing weapons i intend to give further detail of these decisions to the media and public before cabinet meets again next monday this ultimately means that within 10 days of this horrific act of terrorism, we will have announced reforms which will, I believe, make our community safer. As a cabinet, we were absolutely... So she's, uh, she's just a knee-jerk reaction. You know, if this shooter was uh, trying through, you know, some sort of false flag to have the population of New Zealand disarmed, uh, then he has succeeded. And uh, there's no reason to believe that that was not his intention because of the way he went about this and what he said in his manifesto. But um, it is a scary proposition to have a government 
so powerful that they can just decide sort of unilaterally uh, not having ran on the platform of doing this or conducting any sort of parliamentary uh, vote where the people, uh, the ele- people's representatives would have to vote on this. Just her cabinet's going to go in there and make a unilateral decision to disarm uh, the people in New Zealand, much the same way as they did in, in Australia. You know, that may, uh, that may make some people feel great in the short term, but, uh, you know, history has a way of biting you on the, in the butt on things like this. And if, uh, if New Zealand finds itself having to defend its island nation at some point in the future, they're going to uh, be regretting the day that they disarmed their populace. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this, and then we're going to talk about the violence that's being done by the left to uh, the uh, our elections and our uh, system of representative government here in the United States. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. And you're back right now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from American nationalist perspective. Well, I just wanted to give you, before we leave this topic of the Christchurch massacre, of, um, of my takeaway of this entire event, having read uh, the Shooter's Manifesto and listened uh, to uh, a YouTube video by Thomas uh, Wichter, uh, who uh, gave his thoughts on this, I'm thoroughly convinced that this guy was uh, just a nihilist. He doesn't believe any of the um, ideologies that are conflicting and contradictory contained in his manifesto. He's a nihilist just trying to get attention and basically troll people. Uh, If you read that manifesto, there's something in there that's designed to uh, provoke every, um, every person, no matter where they are on the political spectrum. And... Uh, you know, we're going to be hearing a lot more from him because he's uh, de- insisting on defending himself. And uh, I think uh, he will just continue this trolling behavior uh, until he gets everybody as um, as excited and uh, angry as he possibly can. If you want to see the type of uh, mindset that this murderer brought to this event, uh, look at no further than Quentin Tarantino's uh, artistically celebrated movie Pulp Fiction, where they laugh about blowing people's heads off and uh, all sorts of sexual perversions and and deviancy. Uh, Everything's a joke. Nothing's to be taken seriously. Anybody who has any strong beliefs or convictions in anything is is, uh, to be laughed at. And this is the same type of uh, trolling behavior that you see on these message boards 
that he frequented, 4chan and 8chan. Um, and, and Thomas Wichter on YouTube made the point that this is our first social media troll mass murder and that uh, the law enforcement needs to move quickly to try to wrap their heads around this uh, to have some sort of systems to monitor uh, this type of behavior and identify these, uh, these types of people. Um, I'd also like to say that it's pretty uh, interesting how uh, off their rocker the media went in this country over a mass murdering in, murder in New Zealand because they were able to characterize uh, the perpetrator as a white nationalist or a, uh, a right winger. You'll notice that um, that our media have become uh, pretty uh, complacent when it comes to Muslim terror attacks. And uh, just during the two weeks prior to uh, this mass murder in New Zealand, there's been the murder of 150 Christians by Muslim um, terror organizations in Nigeria. Houses were burned, whole villages were terrorized. There's been absolutely zero coverage of it. It, it, it doesn't even bear a mention anymore. And, uh, and we've seen, you know, in the aftermath of the United States invasion of Kosovo and the, um, the annex or the, uh, separation of that, uh, uh, former province of Serbia that the Muslims, um, committed, um, cult or ethnic cleansing of all of the Serbians from that area, burned the Christian churches Throughout uh, the Middle East, uh, the Coptic churches uh, have been burnt, and uh, and you know ISIS and Al Qaeda have killed thousands and thousands of people. You don't see anybody running around trying to pin that on uh, Ilhan Omar or uh, Rashid Talib, uh, despite the fact that uh, you know they um, they share uh, some of those uh, those same. Sharia, Sharia-based uh, values and culture. Um, as a matter of fact, just recently, Judge Janine uh, got suspended over at Fox News for suggesting that uh, that, uh, that Representative Omar is exhibiting a higher loyalty to Sharia than she is to U.S. law. For that, uh, she was pulled down off the air. And given a two-week suspension, there's uh, some rumors going around over there at Fox News that that was prompted by Brett Baer, who's anxious to um, to maintain his uh, acceptance from the mainstream media. But I, I'll just uh, I'm going to play you a clip here. This is a sort of a man on the street uh, type interviews being conducted in Ilhan Omar's district there in uh, Minneapolis. Where you know you've got uh, whole congressional districts that have uh, become populated with uh, Somali refugees, and uh, and I want you to listen to this in light of the fact that Judge Janine suggested that the representative of these people may be, um, you know, uh, uh, an adherent to Sharia law, which is antithetical and um, and incompatible with uh, the U.S. Constitution. Stand by. Do you feel more comfortable living under American law or do you feel more comfortable living under uh, Sharia law? Uh, 
Sharia law. I'm a Muslim. I prefer Sharia law. Sharia law, yes. You prefer uh, Sharia law over American law? Of course, yeah. Of course, yeah. And do you find most of your friends uh, say how feel the same way? Yeah, of course, if you're Muslim, yeah. Hey, he Fine. can make his daughter marry somebody. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. He has the authority, you know? The authority that. Yeah, to do that. Yeah. So here, how young do you think it's okay? Uh, yeah, 15. How do you feel when, when this whole controversy with the Prophet Muhammad and people depicting the Prophet of cartoons, how does the whole thing make you feel? That really pisses me off, you know what I mean? Because it's, I mean, they know it's a button to push. That makes me angry. Uh, it's just that everyone gets, like, the big freedom and then they don't see that they, they, they're, the freedom that they're getting is causing a problem. Uh, it's casting hatred for other people. Would it be better if we made it illegal in America to make fun of the Prophet Muhammad? Definitely, yeah. Do you think we should make a law that makes it illegal to... to, to that would be better, yeah. That would be better to, yeah. to stop, you know, yeah. uh, aggression. I was so upset and I was so mad. They insulted our religion, they insulted our prophet, and we couldn't take it. And down. they shouldn't be allowed to do that? Oh my God, big time, yes. Do you understand the motivation behind the people then who, who strike out violently against people who depict the Prophet Muhammad? Yeah, I understand totally where I'm coming from, yeah. You understand why they feel motivated to do that? Yes, because when you, when you, when you every day you face frustration and, you know, uh, every day you have, uh, um, uh, you know, you're mad or somebody say that or you face hate yourself, you can do anything. It goes on and on like that. Um, these people have been accepted and welcomed into this country, uh, and yet they uh, they maintain this allegiance to Sharia law over American law, and uh, and I think it's perfectly legitimate to question whether or not Ilhan Omar, uh, in the in the aftermath of her spate uh, of anti-Semitic um, insults, um, bears the same allegiance. Well, the Democrat Party is continuing this uh, relentless assault on the sanctity of uh, our ballots and uh, and the uh, uh, the ballot box. Uh, just recently, uh, in Colorado, they have moved to uh, destroy this this movement to destroy the Electoral College. It's called the Compact, in which states uh, promise to assign their electoral votes in presidential elections to the candidate that received the uh, popular vote, the most votes nationwide, regardless of how their own people voted. And just so I'm clear, these states are passing laws saying that no matter how their own people vote, they're going to give their electoral votes to the winner of the popular vote nationally. In other words, they're they're passing laws in their, their states to totally disenfranchise their own people based on the popular vote. And of course, you know, the popular vote is, uh, is determined by California, Illinois, and New York, who are, you know, three of the most populous, uh, states that are basically, um, one party systems. Uh, and that party, of course, the Democrats, this comes on the heels of, uh, you know, these motor voter laws that automatically registers people when they 
uh, go to get a driver's license, regardless of their immigration status or whether they're eligible to vote or a citizen of the country. And the absolute um, determination of the Democrats to prevent voter ID laws that uh, requires you to show that you are, in fact, the person that you say you are when you show up to vote. Just recently, I think it was in Kansas, uh, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. I, I didn't know the Ninth Circuit was so big that it covered Kansas. But the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals overturned a, a law out there that would have required proof of citizenship before registering to vote. Now, I mean, it's absolutely mind-boggling that uh, that a court could find cause for uh, requiring proof of citizenship when we have over 20 million, probably closer to 25 million illegal aliens in the country. It's almost as if they're trying to facilitate illegal voting, which is, of course, exactly what they're doing. But this is a full court press to uh, to weaken the power of the vote. Um, they The Democrats play to win, and they don't give a damn if they have to run over the Constitution in order to do it. And as I said, you know, back there at the top of the show, they want to take away people's gun rights, but they don't want to have to go through the uh, the exercise of changing the Constitution because they know that uh, the the people of the the country uh, cherish the founders' uh, um, enumeration of our God given right to uh, to defend ourselves. But um, you know they don't they don't want to go about the Democrats don't want to go about. Uh, passing a constitutional amendment to eliminate the Electoral College and transfer to a popular vote, which I don't think would pass either. But um, they're perfectly willing to uh, try to work this uh, this just uh, cynical and jury-rigged um, maneuver of assigning the Electoral College uh, votes from one state um, to another, regardless of how their own citizens vote. It's a disenfranchisement, and I don't think it would stand up to a challenge before the Supreme Court. But somebody has to be damaged before you can uh, you can take this, uh, you know, to the courts for relief. So um, it's a you know it's just a relentless assault on the fa- very foundations. Of, of our country by the cultural Marxists and the left uh, on the Dem- Democrat uh, Party. And uh, and that's why I say, you know, we're not at a civil war yet, but uh, at some point, if this keeps up, that's ultimately where it, it will, in fact, lead. Well, I'll just leave you with one, one other sort of depressing story. Oh, James Gunn, the director of uh, the Disney... Um, franchise um i can't remember the name of the movies right now but they were they were big um he was caught um online uh having just a thousands of tweets that dealt uh, with uh you know his uh making jokes of pedophilia and uh and aids and um just some of the most disgusting and revolting um it's Jokes. I, they're not jokes. They're they're more of this nihilistic uh, type of uh, worldview. Uh, but um, he was he was removed. Guardians of the Galaxy is the name of the movie franchise. 
he was removed by Disney because you just couldn't stand up to the uh, public relations disaster that the fact they had a, um, a director working for Disney uh, that was basically, you know, a self-identified pervert and, and uh, making jokes about um, pedophilia, making statements. Uh, they say that he says they're jokes, but, you know, he's, he's talking about engaging in pedophilia. Well, Disney uh, had the good sense to remove him, but after the Fuhrer has died down for almost a year now, they've decided they're going to hire him back. So Walt Disney's company that was based and founded on making good, wholesome uh, entertainment for children and now has, uh, I don't know what else to call it, but a self-identified pedophile, or or I should say a self-identified pedophile sympathizer, uh, as one of its its directors. Uh, okay, here, instead of leaving you on the, all of this sour news, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about uh, this Alliance of American Football. I don't know if you've caught any of it. Uh, it's kind of hard. You have to go looking for it to find it, um, you know, on on cable TV. But it's, it's good football. Um, and now the college football season's over, over with. Uh, you know, they've got eight teams in the Alliance of American Football They've got um, four out west, San Diego, San Antonio, Salt Lake, and Phoenix. And then in the east, they've got uh, Memphis, Nashville, what do you say? Memphis, Birmingham, Atlanta, and Orlando, not Nashville. But uh, they're playing some pretty good football. They're, get, they're uh, picking up players that, um, you know, had played for the NFL and were not uh, renewed or or trying to get into the NFL and, you know, we're not, uh, did not get a, a spot on the roster, but, um, the coaching isn't quite to the level of the NFL, but the play is, is uh, pretty damn close already. Uh, and they're not even halfway through the first season. I left the NFL. I think it's been two years ago now. Uh, I was a longtime fan, but I'm not coming back. Um, and it's because of, you know, the kneeling during the national anthem. Now I know for a fact uh, I don't expect the players in the NFL to be any sort of paragons of virtue or geniuses. Uh, if they want to act like idiots, that's uh, that's something that I would uh, would not surprise me, and and really I would kind of expect. But if you're running a business like the NFL owners are, and you uh, you think you're going to start off uh, your program with me by insulting me. And, and I'm still going to, uh, to be a loyal customer. You've got another thing coming. Um, the, it's the owners that I'm protesting by not, uh, not controlling their employees and allowing them to insult their customers, which in this case is me. So, um, it would take a lot for me to, uh, start watching NFL again. And, uh, and this Alliance of American football is a pretty good substitute. The truth of the matter behind all this is the NFL players are really nothing special. Uh, for every player you see out there on the field, there's probably a hundred players that are just as good that just through the luck of the draw or some other, you know, bad, uh, break, uh, didn't end up on the field. It's, uh, it's to a, a very large degree, just the illusion of exceptionalism. It's like Hollywood. You think these uh, these actors you see are just so great and so talented and so wonderful and that they're special. Well, the truth of the matter is, and and uh, singers as well, 
there's a hundred people or thousands of people standing behind these people that are just as good that didn't get uh, this lucky break that you you see these people because somebody's going to get that break, but um, their their actual talent is wildly overinflated in order to create this aura of celebrity that uh, that people are so uh, susceptible to. I think uh, you know as far as singers go, American Idol sort of showed us that uh, there are, there's so many talented people that you never ever even hear from. Uh, just simply because they, you know, they didn't win the audition. But uh, I got off on a tangent there. But I would recommend to you this Alliance of American Football if you're looking for an alternative to the NFL. The other great thing about it is, um, you know, it doesn't compete uh, with college football. It doesn't start until the college football season is over with. And so you can uh, you can have your Saturday for football uh, during college football season. You can have Sunday for family and your church or, uh, you know, to catch up around the house. Uh, and then after college football season's over with, you can get this uh, fairly light schedule of the Alliance of American Football and, uh, and enjoy high-quality professional football without, uh, um, you know, without having to put up with all of the uh, nonsense from these overpaid prima donnas in the NFL. Well, that's about it. If you like the show, please like, comment, and share. Uh, follow us on Twitter at, at right now Jim Dawes. Friend us on Facebook at um, right now with Jim Dawes. You can uh, subscribe on YouTube. You can find us on TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart. We're all over your uh, favorite podcast directory. And uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow on another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.